Welcome to Frequencies, a podcast focusing on the diversity of the arts and cultural sector across Europe and beyond. I'm Maya Weisinger with Culture Action Europe. Each episode of Frequencies highlights an artist, artwork, or cultural initiative that is focused on impacting and transforming communities. Today we hear from artist Ingenio De Luca, a visual artist from Italy, who not only has created visual art, but music, videos, installations, and performances over the course of his career. In much of his work, he creates an interplay between political awareness and poetic sensibility, creating works that hybridize ethics and aesthetics, technology and behavioral actions. In recent years, He has focused his work on the production of videos, photographic images, and sounds. His work demands interaction with the environment and the public, denouncing, between irony and commitment, the crisis of values of our time. DeLuca is well known for his blitzes, which he has named his bold, satirical actions that aim to interrupt everyday life in order to highlight absurdities of current politics. One example is a blitz from 2018 called Iailat, for which DeLuca reduced the speed of the Italian national anthem by 80% to create a slow-moving, distorted soundtrack. He then equipped a van with loudspeakers and slowly drove around polling stations on election day, amplifying the sound to voters heading into the poll booths. As part of the artist statement accompanying the piece on DeLuca's website, editor Silvano Manganaro writes that Iailat turned out to be a perfect metaphor for the country and the electoral climate at the time, the slowness and heaviness of an entire people unable to get out of the mud, is presented as an image of a nation dismembered, divided, and senseless, which becomes something else in an attempt to give itself a new configuration. DeLuca has been carrying out these blitzes for years, activating public spaces in flash interventions of cultural guerrilla warfare. It is because of his approach to poetry and politics that the organization ACOM decided to reach out to him for his involvement in a community engagement project in the fall of 2021. Based in Italy, ACOM is a transdisciplinary organization created to promote the cultural and creative sector and support the needs of those who work in the cultural system. ACOM is one of 12 partners that has participated in the project Amplify, Make the Future of Europe Yours, a project funded by the European Parliament aimed at gathering the ideas and concerns of underrepresented voices within the cultural sector to take up into the fold of EU-level decision-making. In December of 2021, ACOM engaged inhabitants of a peripheral neighborhood of Rome, Torbella Monica, in conversations about Europe. Instead of using more traditional workshop methods, ACOM decided to involve participants in a more unconventional way, taking into careful consideration that for most of them, Europe as a debate topic is perceived as something distant and intangible, not particularly relevant in their daily discussions and life priorities. Over the course of nine times, DeLuca led participants, on foot, 
up one of the 15 towers that visually characterize and dominate the Tor Bella Monica neighborhood. The voices gathered expressed the progressive fatigue, hardships, hopes, and disappointments, local politics, Europe, and private lives. This artistic intervention resulted in DeLuca's audiovisual piece, Verso Dove, or Where To? The final work, which is presented in video format, is primarily comprised of audio, which is playing while a viewer watches a blank, black screen. You can hear individual voices overlap each other, layering their speech and thoughts in an interwoven dialogue, accentuated with the increasing sounds of breathing, which becomes more labored the higher they go up the tower. As the physical exertion of the piece becomes more and more evident, so does the depth of the conversation. The conversation becomes personal and challenging. Some participants, for instance, talk about feeling completely abandoned by European institutions. The viewer can hear the voices overlapping by giving bits of complimentary personal accounts. There is nothing here. We have all been abandoned. The neighborhood is neglected. It's a time bomb. If I were the mayor, it is all gray. It's difficult to make a distinction between black and white. Cleanliness. I need a job. Families. Life. Relationship with diversity. Europe. Institutions should be closer. These conversations are peppered with more deep breaths and gasps for air, something that DeLuca defines in his own words, as words under stress between physical performance, oxygen, and ethical practice, a gymnastic of social conscience, in the performative act of climbing, of going upwards, towards a metaphorical where, a place full of possibilities. Towards the end of the video, an image appears once the participants have reached the very top of the tower. You see a blue horizon over the tops of trees and buildings. The sun is shining, bringing a lightness that contrasts starkly to the black screen that the viewer experiences for the majority of the piece. The viewer is given a vantage point of each of the four sides of the tower. The hills, the other towers across the landscape, the city, and the clouds. The horizons seem open and almost as if they contradict each other in a quite dramatic and unconventional view of Rome. De Luca says that, finally outside, high up on the terrace, a cathartic light reveals and enhances a landscape on the edge of the city. A contemplative reward after so much effort. I spoke with Cristina da Milano, who works with ACOM and oversees the Amplify project in Italy, to learn more about how she envisions the role of artists, such as Ingenio De Luca, in institutional decision-making at the European level. 
my name is Cristina da Milano, and I work for ECOM, which is a, an association and a research center, a training center based in Rome, which was founded in 1995. And we mainly deal with research projects and activities related to the social role of culture and cultural activities. And so what do you think came from this type of exercise of including an artist um, in what would ordinarily be a very buttoned up institutional process uh, for gathering input? What kind of lessons do you think practitioners and policymakers can take away from this experience of bringing an artist into a participatory exercise? Well, um, as you know, this piece was uh, realized in the framework of the Amplify project. And actually, uh, the aim of the Amplify project in that phase was to interact with people from different backgrounds about the idea of Europe and the future of Europe. In that particular case, we were talking or trying to talk with people who live in a very uh, disadvantaged area of the city of Rome, a neighborhood which is called Torbella Monaca, and which is very well known in the city because it is considered one of the most neglected, one of the most dangerous, where people really live at the margins of society. So for us, it was a sort of challenge of you know, thinking of going there and discuss with them about Europe. And obviously we realized that we would have needed intermediate bodies, intermediaries basically, to try to get in touch with people and engage them in a discussion like that. So we relied on the work of a couple of associations cultural and social associations working in that difficult area who put us in touch with the inhabitants of the neighborhood. But even though we had the mediation of these groups, of these associations, we realized that it would have been really difficult to engage them in a meaningful discussion about Europe. And when I say meaningful, I mean meaningful especially for them so our, our aim was to push them to say something relevant for them and for their lives, also about Europe, but possibly starting from other issues and other ideas. And we realized that a conversation, let's say, uh, in a workshop or around the table, even informal, was not really driving us anywhere. Uh, at that point, we had the idea of trying to engage an artist, also because, I mean, uh, we are dealing in Amplify with cultural institutions, organizations, people dealing with the cultural sector, working in the cultural sector. So we thought, okay, let's try with an artist. Maybe an artist could engage these people, have an idea that we would have never had to stimulate the conversation in a different way. And this is exactly what happened with Eugenio. And so following up a bit on what you're saying, um, then what do you hope that decision makers at the EU level uh, will understand about the creative and cultural sector 
at the community level? I think the most important lesson is that when we talk about the need for transsectoral activities, we really, in this case, touched what it means. Uh, we shouldn't only use the term transsectoral because it is very trendy now that nowadays, but we should really try to think in a transsectoral way, in a flexible way, also opening our minds to different methodologies, to different approaches. So it, it requires, I mean, it is required also by myself, an effort to see that things can be done in a different way, in a much more creative way, in a less codified way. And artists can really be uh, important triggers for this change of approach. So they help us in thinking outside the box. They help us in really applying this idea of a transsectoral approach. And they can help us also in getting in touch with different kinds of people and different kinds of topics, also difficult topics, such as what is the European Union for you? What does Europe for you ask to a person who lives in a marginalized situation? I asked Christina what she thought some of the challenges were that the cultural sector faces when communicating to policymakers. She talked about how sometimes culture is perceived as being something nice and interesting, something that doesn't affect people's lives profoundly and is not as important as other sectors. She attributes this to the societal importance often placed on the economic impact of a sector, and in this way, culture is seen as a marginalized sector. She says that because of this, those working in the cultural sector are often in the position of prioritizing the economic value of their work in order to stay relevant and accepted. She stresses that it's as important to see the social values the cultural sector brings to the table, and it will take a change of mindset to see how culture is crucial to creating societal impact. But even with this work to be done, Christina is very hopeful. It's incredibly lively. Uh, it's, it's incredibly rewarding working in this sector and uh, fostering the values related to this sector to society. And I think there is a great, uh, there are many great potential opportunities to really make people's lives more interesting, more lively through cultural activities. Then, of course, culture cannot solve all the problems, but I think culture and creativity can add to people's lives many, many positive aspects. And I think we are in a period now in which we have to believe in that. You can find the piece Verso Dove linked in the podcast description and on Culture Action Europe's website. There you can also find the Frequencies blog, which includes links, images, and video from Ingenio De Luca's Blitzes, and more information about the work Cristina Damilano is doing at ACOM in Italy. 
I'm Maya Weisinger. Thank you for joining, and we'll see you next time. Frequencies is a podcast that explores arts and cultural initiatives that seek to impact and transform communities near and far. Each episode features the work, voices, and experiences of artists and cultural workers across Europe and beyond. Frequencies, a production of Culture Action Europe, lives at the intersection of culture and politics by focusing on the power cultural practices and agents have in nurturing inclusive, open, diverse, fair, and democratic societies.